Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. We really appreciate you listening. Be sure, go to iTunes, leave us some reviews, let us know what you think of the show. It's always great to read those things. Um, and we got a giveaway going on right now. We've teamed up with Boss to have an epic giveaway for this December, December 9th, 10th, and 11th. You and one other buddy of yours can come out to the Big Honker Lodge. Uh, three mornings of goose hunting, two afternoon duck hunts. Uh, you're going to win a case of Boss shot shells and uh, two Boss hoodies. So uh, that's a great little giveaway. All you got to do, uh, we, we've got all the rules posted on our on our Facebook page. So go to the Big Honker Podcast Facebook page. See what all you got to do to get entered to win because it's going to be a hell of a giveaway. So don't miss out. We're going to draw on November 9th. All right. And this podcast is brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. Guys, listen. The secret is out. It's 2019. Birds do not see in 3D. They're, they got monocular vision. They cannot focus in on one target with both eyes, which means they like depth perception. Save money, save room, save time with dive bomb silhouettes. It's the way to go in 2019. I mean, it's what we use every single day. They pass the torture test. They're tough as hell. The stake system is amazing. People are messaging me about them already. Um, go to divebombindustries.com. You will not be disappointed, especially when springtime rolls around and you got to unpack the trailer. Listen, full bodies are fun until you got to find a place to store them. Actually, full bodies are not fun because I hate fucking lugging them in and out. Die Bomb, the silhouettes are the way to go. Diebombindustries.com. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Come with us. We've been around 25 years. We can take care of you on that goose or duck hunt. We've got lodging here in Texas. Uh, so you don't have to worry about anything. You just show up, start hunting. Uh, we still got some dates available for this upcoming waterfowl season. So if you're not on the books yet and you're wanting to do something with your buddies, you better let us know something quick because it's coming up. And we cannot be more excited. Stanfieldhunting.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. The best shot shell on the market. Bismuth is back in style. Brandon and the guys and ladies at Boss have just created a brand that is just unparalleled and nobody can fuck with it. I mean, they're just kicking ass. They're always selling out of their stuff. Bossshotshells.com. Hits like a freaking freight train. You only got to use one. You're not having to shoot two or three times at the same bird. You hit it once and it's done. Boss shot. They've also started copper plating their their pellets, and that's a denser pattern, more pellets on target. It. I mean, I'm telling you guys, it works and it works amazingly. Go to BossShotShells.com, see what all the hype is about. Because let me tell you, it's real. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. If you're gonna field duck hunt, we've talked about this on the podcast at nauseum. You need five or six spinners. Lucky Duck has those spinners. Get them, you can get them with remotes, waterproof, whatever you want. Uh, Lucky Duck. They're the spinning wing decoy that we use. They're great. You can dunk them in the water. doesn't hurt them. Use the remote. So if you're hunting a spot that's got ducks and geese and you don't want them flapping when the geese are going, you can just turn them off with the remote. You don't even have to leave your blind. Uh, Lucky Duck. Check them out. We're also brought to you by Sea Light LEDs. No more fiddling around in the dark. Put these bad boys on your truck, your trailer, headlamp. Make a light, make a, a light stand out of them. Whatever you're gonna do, sea light LEDs. They light up the world. Uh, just great, great product. Great people over at Sea Light LEDs. Uh, you can really illuminate the sky. SeaLightLEDs.com. And I mean, you put them wherever you want. And this show is also brought to you by Athlon Optics. Also a U.S. made. Athlon Optics is a proud U.S. sports optic product company devoted to designing and delivering superior quality optic products and outdoor accessories 
at a competitive price to you, the consumer. Athlon has strong engineering design capability, strategic alliances with quality manufacturers, and a streamlined, fully integrated supply chain. Whether you're shooting prairie dogs or scouting those geese or ducks the night before, Athlon Optics has a product that you need. So go to athlonoptics.com, get your binoculars, get your scopes. They've also got red dot sights. They got it all. If you need to look through it so you can shoot something or find something, Athlon Optics is the way to go. Finally, we're brought to you by William and Chris Wines, Texas wine, made here, made in high Texas. Chris and the Chris and the gang are great customers of ours, and uh, they've introduced us. They've they've changed our ways of shitty wine drinking. They make a great product. You can find them at uh, Central Food, Whole Markets, all those great upstanding supermarkets, or you can go to their website, WilliamandChrisWines.com, uh, and they'll ship it to you. So, if you're in the mood for a Texas wine, or you got a special occasion coming up, look no further. William and Chris Wines.com. All righty. This episode of the podcast, we've got uh, an Illinois hunter, Cameron Boggs, on the podcast with us. We, we just talk about kind of what he's seen so far this, this season and a and, uh, guy from a different part of the country. Um, fun podcast. But anyway, here it is Cameron Boggs. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. We got a, a Illinois boy on, Mr. Cameron Boggs from Springfield, Illinois. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing great. It's cold here today. Yes, it is. Matter of fact, if you hear, if you hear some rustling, that is the uh, that is the wind outside of our uh, little makeshift studio we got here. Fucking howling. That's crazy. It's uh, nipply 42 degrees here. Last time I looked, it was 52 here. But we woke up, and it, we woke up at the high, so it's going to drop all day. Got a 20% chance of snow tonight, so I doubt we get anything. But That's we'll absolutely unbelievable we have snow. It's only snowed one time that I know of in October here, and it was a shitload of snow. And I saw that on Facebook. You posted that. Yeah, yeah and I boy, mean, it fucked stuff up. We're calling for three inches on Halloween night, but it dwindles down every day, the percentage does, so Oof. probably not going to happen. Northern kids get fucked on Halloween. Yes, sir. Hey. A couple times took a treat when I was a young lad. They, uh, we had some snow here then as well. Have you heard the Jerry Seinfeld bit about uh, trick-or-treating up in the north? I guess he's from Long Island or something, but... He's like, fucking Superman. He didn't say fucking because Jerry doesn't cuss, but he's like, Superman doesn't wear a coat. Superman doesn't wear a coat. Yeah. It, it gets cold up here on Halloween. They make us trick-or-treat at like 5 o'clock before you start freezing. Yeah. He's like, Superman cannot fly in this big coat, mother. But yeah, that's something we don't have to wor- really worry about here. You can kind of go as whatever you want. Hell, it might be. There's, I can remember Halloween's where they didn't even have a long sleeve shirt on. I mean, last year in December, it was 72 one day here in Illinois unreal 
Now, now that happens every year down here, but I'm going to tell you what, the last couple of years on Halloween, when I scare kids, I wear this freaking, uh, have a mask and shit I wear, and I'll tell you what, I burn my ass, it's sweating and shit, when, between kids, I'm like, I got air, and then some years it's cold, this year's going to be one of them cold years, but I'm ready for it to get cold, I'm, 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 I'm ready for hunting season. See, he missed the first cold snap, he was in Florida for, for the, what was it, two weeks ago when it got real cold here, yes. when it froze? Yes. So... Yep. He missed it. We haven't had a freeze yet, so Y'all have- I don't know. Farmers farmers are still trying to get crops off here. I don't say it's only about fifty percent harvested here. Y'all haven't had a freeze yet? Nope. Not here in Springfield. I know they had one about an hour and a half north of us they did. See, we've had one here already. We had one here what was toward the twelfth? Yeah, like October the earliest freeze we've had in a long, long, long that I know of. I don't know when we've had one any earlier, but no freezes yet, but people are just rushing to get all these crops off the field before uh, frost hits. Those bees will start cracking and losing grain. So, well, that'll be good for you as a hunter. Yeah, it will. Except I got farmers in my family, and they're losing money, so they're nipping at the bud to get it done. So, what are they waiting on? Just right conditions, or, or? just conditions? We've had we've had a lot of rain here. I oh. mean, not in the past couple weeks, but I mean, still pretty wet out for you know most parts. See, there's a uh, there's two peanut fields of, uh, of ours that are turned over, and if it rains tonight, it's gonna it's gonna make it tough because they're turned over. They got to dry for a week or ten days, and if it rains on them, it's gonna it, it weakens that uh, that vine. And when the tractor when the combine comes through, it just they break off and fall off. They don't get as much yield. So, um, well, yeah, you guys will have those locked down for them birds. Yeah, yeah. So that, that I mean, like you said. It sucks for the farmer uh, losing money, but as a waterfowl hunter, it's you know it's, it's a good situation. But um, you know it is what it is. Comes with the and that hell they might get them out today before the before the rain comes, and it might not rain tonight, so they'll be good Who either knows? way. Yeah, yeah, we had ten inches of rain here on those two weeks ago, about an hour north of my house, and everyone on the river lost the duck food. Every single club I know lost their duck food. Oof. So, so tell me what your prediction is now. Now, are you hunting Southern Illinois or Northern Illinois? Central Illinois, along the river near that's, Havana. That's the one place I didn't ask. So, in the middle of it, what's going to yep, happen? Right. I've heard <clears throat> I, we we don't deal with any coal powered or nuclear powered lakes or any of that stuff around there like y'all do. What is going to happen to all those those because they're clo- they close those plants up now, right? So that that water is not going to be they, hot water. Yep, they got. 27 more days my dad's friend works at one of them and he's been there for 33 years and losing his job but my prediction is is that you know those geese have been going there for so long i mean some of those the one in Canton, duck creek um it's like 70 plus feet so i mean those rarely those rarely freeze unless you get a couple days and you know negative 20s yeah so i i think the ducks and geese are still going to be on them i just don't know how many are going to stop you know, whereas that whole thing might be open, whereas, you know, an acre or two-acre patch might be. But those are two big goose holders, and if they freeze up, I don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of one of those scary things. we got a warm water creek that borders my farm, which when it gets cold, the ducks and geese will start roosting on it. And it's great for us, but that thing can only support so many birds. Right. See, and I think, I think, uh, I think birds will keep water open. You know, if if they yeah. want to keep it open bad enough, that you know they, they'll keep it open. Um, the main thing is is snow. But now, if you get a yeah, lot well, of snow and real cold, then you might be in trouble there. 
Yeah, last year we had like a foot around hmm, about mid-January, and those I'd sit there in my goose pit and just watch those geese fly up and down that creek, and they wouldn't go out. I mean, they were going out to feed east of the creek, and I'm west of it, so I know some guys that were right along the creek. I mean, like their their field actually touches the creek. We're putting a hurt on them, and I was about 300 yards away and killed a, a lone single every once in a while. So they would not go to your side of the creek? Nope. Wonder why? Not as much agriculture over there or what? No, it's all agriculture. We got a 360-acre popcorn field and another 180-acre popcorn field. And just, you never know. just depends on the day, I guess. Some days we'll kill them. Some days the guys on the other side will. Now, you said popcorn. We're talking about like Orville Redenbacher popcorn? Yep. Orville has a plant in Manitou, which is about 20 minutes as the bird flies from my pit. So, um We'll, we'll sign a contract with them, and we'll get it planted in popcorn and then ship it off to them. What's the difference between popcorn for geese and regular corn? Popcorn pops. Yeah, that, but I think uh, the yield harvest is a lot lower on popcorn, whereas steel corn, you know, there's not near as much waste grain. If you walk out into my field, you can pick up full years of popcorn without any hesitation. On and a, it's just a brittler, brittler piece of grain. The popcorn is. Yeah, there's a lot of waste grain with it, for sure. The, the taste-wise, I guess the geese like it just like they do the regular corn? Yeah, there's they love it. There's no problem with it. Um, I just, I don't know what it is, but, man, they love those popcorn fields. And a lot of those geese in Canton, Illinois, which is right across the river from us, um, they're all like red soil um, field corn. And those geese will get off Duck Creek and fly into Mason County. We're straight sand. And, uh, Guys think that the salt and the sand will melt that snow faster on top of those hills. And hmm. the geese will come on top of the hills in Mason County. One, the salt and the wind? No, the the salt, sand. 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 Yep, we're a straight sand county. Every field has um, irrigation in it. Yeah, that what, makes things handy. What kind of water y'all have up there? How many minutes, gallons per minute do y'all get? What'd you say? How many gallons per minute are y'all pumping out there in y'all's wells? Oh, I, I wouldn't even know. Um, we have an underground aquifer under us, and uh, that's where they pump out of. So we grow a lot of popcorn and pumpkins, soybeans, green beans, a lot of green beans. Vegetable. I mean, tons of vegetables up there. So what are you seeing so, right now? What are you seeing for birds right now? A lot of speckle bellies here. Uh, a lot of ducks as well. There's um, a couple places that just across the river from us that are holding, I don't know, probably 50 to 75,000 ducks. Wow. But like I said, that, that that one spot's the only place that didn't lose food in the Illinois River that I didn't know. So we have a guy that flies the aerial count, and he said that this is some of the best-looking duck property on the whole river that he flew, so... Well, that's good news. Now, are y'all holding mostly mallards right now? Uh, a lot of mallards, a lot of spoonbills, a lot of pintails. Um, that's about it. Some gadwalls. Not very many gadwalls this year, which is odd. Usually we have a ton of gadwalls here by now. It's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be a very interesting year with all the river issues and all the, the flooding from the spring. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and... Everyone got their crops in here. Uh, 
I'm a, I'm a big deer hunter too. And I haven't had any real shooter bucks show up on my property based on my trail cameras. I think a lot of it's based that they haven't gotten any of the corn out around my farm. So what's a big deer in your area? I mean, we'll see. I mean, 160 inches is, I mean, you'll see four or five of those killed and then, you know, pretty often throughout the area. I mean, a big deer, I don't know, 210 inches. I know a guy Jesus. killed a 210 inch three years ago. Wow. They shot the world record north of Knox City last weekend. I the, saw that. The thing's awesome. That stupid, cool, typical. Yeah, two, what is 214? How far north of Knox City? Oh, well, I can, the Kansas-Oklahoma border. Oh. But I put on Facebook just north of Knox City. So everybody's like, well, that's north of Knox City. I'm not lying. But it's a hell of a deer. Yeah. It's a hell yeah, of a deer. I God almighty. Pay some good money to shoot something like that. but It was a low-fence deer. Yeah, no, I know. I, I'm not blaming it. It's just, you know, all the outdoor shows, they pay good money to go on a hunt and kill a deer like that. That that deer, if you had that on a game cam and you've seen it quite regular on your piece of property, you could sell that deer for probably a million dollars. What? Yeah. Now, hold on. Let me finish now. There are somebody out there that's got a Money is not an object to someone that's got a bunch of it. And there's somebody out there that would want a chance to shoot a world record low-fence deer would pay a million bucks. There's hmm. somebody with enough money. Now, it's not very many people, but there's some cat out there that's got a ton of money that wants that deer on his wall. Hmm. And he'd pay a million bucks. No problem at all with that. Not at all. I, I know I, the world record typical was taken up near Peoria, Illinois here. Um just in Peoria County, I don't know, back in the long time ago, 70s or 80s, I think it was. Do you have any big so, ones on your on your game cam that you're uh, kind of looking at getting? Uh, I A buddy of mine told me he saw 160-inch and 180-inch across the road from my house, and I only live on 10 acres here west of Springfield. And I saw, a couple, I saw both of them while sitting in the stand by my house a couple nights ago, but other than that, nothing really special here. Are you a bow hunter? Yes. When, gun. when is y'all's gun season? Like, Is it a short season up there? Yeah, it's, we got three days before Thanksgiving. The weekend before Thanksgiving, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you can use a shotgun, a muzzleloader, or a pistol of a certain caliber. I just use a shotgun. And then the weekend after Thanksgiving, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Can you use a rifle then, or does it have to be all that other stuff? All that other stuff. No rifles in Illinois. <laughs> You know, Texas, our, our our rifle season opens January 1st and closes December 31st, just about. November 1st. I was kidding, but I mean, huh? I was kidding about it being year-round, but we have a three-month oh. rifle season, basically, or two and a half months, and people are like, oh my God, but that's the difference between Texas and Illinois. That's crazy. And you guys, There's a lot of big deer that come out of Texas. Yeah, but not like y'all have. We have a lot of deer that you'll find in the hill country that'll be 170, 160, 170, be some 180s. And I mean, someone's going to get on here and say, well, God damn, my cousin shot a 210. So there is some big deer in Texas, especially when you yeah. get the San Antonio down towards Mexico area. But we don't have those big corn fed deer like y'all got in the Midwest. So how far is how far is a shotgun? What's the range on that? How far are they get up to? Um. I've got private cats me out of shotguns. I have the Savage 220, and I'd probably say I, I wouldn't take a shot past 150 yards. I mean, it comes down to ethics. You know, what do you feel comfortable with? So it'll go that far? Yeah. 70, my cousin, my, 75 yards, my no big deal. Yeah, my cousin shot a deer during the youth hunt with it at 94 yards. Jesus. Does it have a scope on it and stuff? 
got to. Yeah, it, it's got a scope and it's got a Nikon scope and shooting. It's a twenty gauge actually. Wow. So. See, when you say shotgun, like I was thinking, you got to have it about the same range as a bow. I didn't know that they would would go that far. I didn't know you'd be good you're up to that slug, far. probably. Well, I know that, but it's still. Are you shooting buckshot or slug? Slugs. Yeah. I think buckshot's illegal here, except for coyotes. Does it leave a pretty nasty hole? It does. Uh, on his deer, he shot. He went through both shoulders and got the lungs. So, I mean, it was the deer died in about three seconds. So, yeah, like, it's pretty wicked once it gets inside of him. I bet so. Jesus. And y'all's deer weigh a lot. What are you, y'all shooting? Two hundred fifty, three hundred pound deer. No, the biggest I've seen was uh, two forty on the hoof. That was a buck my dad killed three years ago. I don't think I've ever seen one bigger than that. I've seen a couple hundred seventy-five pound does though. Really? Yeah. See, we when we when we uh, when we went up to Canada, the guy that ran the lodge there had gone to South Texas to hunt deer, and he couldn't believe how small our deer body-wise they were. Uh, he's like, Jesus Christ, they look like uh, coyotes up here. Yeah, they're shooting 140 or 50-pound bucks usually at the max down there. There's a lot of – I mean, you Mexican deer are kind of bigger, but a lot of deer in the hill country are small. Fuck, like you can gut them and just carry them over your shoulder. Yeah. But you put 170 yeah, inches of horns on a fucking 130-pound deer, that some bitch looks like a hoss. Yeah, looks huge. So um, what do you – What do you do you take everything off the deer? Yep, I uh, my buddy's got a winch in his garage, and we'll cut it all up, and then put it in Ziploc freezer bags, and then you know, on a day where the weather's super shitty here and it's not worth really going out hunting, we'll just kind of have a big uh, sausage and jerky making party and <laughs> cut the back straps off. And how do yeah, you, we we do it all? What uh, so just sausage and jerky? What else do you do with them? Uh take the back straps off and we'll blacken the back straps till they're medium rare that's my favorite way to do them um and then we'll just make hamburger and make some steaks and roasts and then uh we'll make a bunch of deer jerky to take out into the goose pit later on see every year i say i'm gonna go shoot a doe this time of year and i never end up doing it so are you gonna yeah, do one next week a, i don't know you gotta let reese go shoot one it's a lot of work it is <laughs> yes it is so especially go ahead go ahead no you go ahead cameron across the river in fulton county it's mainly hills and bottoms and most of our deer if you shoot them they're going to end up in a valley and it's a hole and a son of a bitch to get them out <laughs> and it's straight slick clay mud so it, you have to get a come along or a four-wheeler most times see here it's not that bad like i could i could go to a blind tomorrow or when the season opens and I can have a doe in a, probably before dusk, and it's going to fall. I can drive my pickup right to where it falls, but Jesus, then you're talking about the cleaning's cleaning the work. it and all that other bullshit. <laughs> the worst part for here is dragging them out. I mean, oh, we've, I got, we've, got a, we've got a 40-acre stand of timber, and then the neighbors are 160 acres, and there's no way you're getting anything back in there but your own two legs. Oof. How long does it take you to – do you take yours to a processor, or do you just – you clean it all yourself. I do it all myself. I'll field dress it in the field, and if it's warm, right now it's fine, but when it gets warm, if I shoot a doe early in October, um, keep ice on it, and then it only takes about an hour to do it, get start, it all cut off the deer. Start to finish. Gutted and and, to, and, and done. Scanned and quartered and all, all that good stuff, one hour. Yep, yeah, my buddy's pretty professional at it. 
proficient at it, so hmm. he can get it done in a few quick minutes. We need, you need to send your fucking buddy down here so I can get a doe. Well, I don't have to worry about it. So, yeah. So, Cameron, you told me you were a big snow goose hunter. Yes, sir. And, that, and that's your passion is chasing them sky rats, right? Yep. That's a lot of fun. Mm. Now, do you do that in central Illinois? Yep, yep. Within the last, I don't know, 10 years, we've seen larger and larger numbers of them. So, um, throughout the years, my dad and uncle and a couple friends and I have just started putting a spread together. And I think we're closing in on 4,500 full bodies now. Good freaking Lord. Where do you store these God. at? Uh, we got a, um, we got my, my uncle has a 22 foot trailer uh-huh. and that's completely full. And then I have a 12 foot trailer that I can probably get 15, 20 dozen in. And then we have a giant machine shed. We just keep them in seed bags. So for, uh, <laughs> for dark goose, how many decoys do you run? Uh, it depends on the day. Like if I'm hunting around home. There's a lot of local geese here, and I I have some probably some of the best fields west of town here, and I'll run three dozen maybe max. Right. And and you can only shoot two geese, so it's not like sometimes I don't even want to jack with getting out there because it's you know you set up, you kill your two, and you're done. It's more work to do it than it is to kill your two geese. But um, dark geese, if we're in our pits, we'll probably run 150 to 250 full bodies. All right, let's, let's go so, back to so this 4,500. Hold on, but you've got an extra. I'm, You've got a trailer for snow geese, and you've got a trailer for dark geese, I'm assuming? The dark geese decoys, we just leave in our pit. Ah. We have an underground. We got a. Uh, we have one that's a five-man center, so it's like 16 feet long by six and a half feet deep by six feet wide. And we just throw them all in the bottom of there and every day toss them out because a lot of people are getting their decoys stolen around here, so we lock it up. Okay. I want to go back to these 4,500 decoys. First of all, how many acres does that cover? Uh, about twenty-five, probably. So you put depends out twenty. Depends how loose you. Depends how loose you run them. We we just you know right around the pit we pack them so tight you can't even walk because that's where the geese will key in at, and then we'll string them out. I don't know four hundred and fifty yards from the pit. White suits and or the, what? Why'd you say no? We we hunt in a pit, so pit. you know we. We set we set our decoys at the first of the snow goose season. Leave them out for sixty days. So when you get there, you just walk down to the pit with your gun and your boxes and your food and throw the e collar out, and you're good to go. How, how how long does it take to put them decoys out? Two three days? Uh, eight hours if you got four guys. God Almighty! How, it's how, it's how not bet, too bad. I bet not picking it up, it's fucking, fucking miserable. Day. Yes, sir. This year was terrible because. The top four inches of ground were thawed, and then you had the frost layer. So we had to drill every decoy this year, <laughs> which was a pain in the ass. What, what's the most snows y'all shot in a day? Uh, 65. And it was the day before we killed 10, and, you know, it wasn't looking good. I No one else decided to go but me and a buddy, and we were just going because we had to do it off and whatnot. And I think we had 44 by ourselves before anyone else could get in the pit. That's so. a passion. That's a passion, right? There. That's a lot of work. Now, where's the old boy? And I, I don't know him at all, but I, he used to advertise those snow fox. Does he hunt up in that area somewhere? I think he's in Missouri. Yes, sir. Oh, is he? He is uh, Rick Ham, the snow bandit. Is that what they call him, the snow bandit? Yeah, snow fox, snow bandit, whatever they want to call him. He's a part of the Illinois 
uh, old outlaw hunters. He's got the blood in them. Old outlaw hunters? Is that way? Is that yep. your, That's a nice way of saying that he's kind of uh, shady. Am I right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's what I figured you were doing. What has he? What has he done that got him this reputation? Just running e collars out of season and oh. supposedly baiting, and you know, he's in. I don't know. Is he in some legal trouble? That I that I yes, read. Sir. That? He I is. I think he stays there. I think this one's yes, going to stick. Is this is this for bait? What is this one for? I I saw a little bit on Facebook, but I I hadn't kept up with it. He ran uh, e-collars out of season. He had two feds hunt with him. Oh. <laughs> uh, undercover. And the baiting one, I think, is kind of dumb. And uh, honestly, I don't like the like the dude, but that's beyond me and him. But the baiting charge is a bunch of bullshit. He uh, got some corn stalks to cover his blind with. Right. And they had full, full years of corn on them, and they got him for baiting with that, which is a load of shit. You think maybe they were just – Trying to that he's done enough shit that they finally just could get something to stick on him. Yes, I mean if you look at his past convictions, he's got like thirty or forty charges. Mm. Yeah, that so. that uh, that baiting one's tough, you, you know. Um, but law law is the law, and that you know, there's not a whole lot of black and white. And I believe it says that you're not supposed to take anything like that for for your blind. But like you know, like Jeff said, I'm sure. Um, they were just trying to pile on to him, whatever they could. His reputation is yeah. not is is not of being a schoolboy. Yeah. So no. so how do you run an e collar? Like he was hunting out of season. It was not snow goose season anymore. Yeah, no, he was running it before it started. So ah. last couple of years, it's like a really warm in December. We had a tornado here. Yeah, I think December fourth, third or fourth. Um. If you saw the crazy picture of those sons of bitches holding those mallards up with that tornado in the background, yeah, you ever seen that? Was just across the river from us. So wow. uh, we were we were speckle belly goose hunting, and I mean, I don't know. There's probably fifty thousand specks around then, and uh, you know he's probably running. He runs then so he can kill the specks and the snow geese then before you know conserv- conservation right. season starts up. So and he was just he was just using an e collar then. Yeah. And being in a pit with guys for 10 hours and, you know, keeping a tight lip about your illegal activities and then, you sure. know, you piss someone off, eventually you're going to get turned in. Yeah. You got to, especially, I mean, and and right now with social media kind of the way it is, you've really got to be buttoned up because, uh, yes, sir. I mean, you just, you know, one wrong picture gets circulated and then all of a sudden you've got the wrong kind of attention, and then all of a sudden you got feds in your. I don't know if we. I'm assuming that we have had feds hunt with us. We have. I got a report one time on us. Oh. I mean, I'm assuming you know, just like Jeff said, but uh, just make sure you know. Don't if you're in this for the long haul. If you're truly in this for the long haul, just don't. I mean, it's not worth it. They it's put guys it. undercover. Ed could be undercover federal game warden. Ed, are you undercover? I am. He's undercover. <laughs> he, just, he just blew his cover here on the air. Just, yeah, they uh, they uh, they'll they'll get you, especially if you make a name for yourself. You know, yeah, big hunting outfitters. I know, I know, Vandemore's had a fed hunt with them a couple of times. And I'm sure everybody, I'm sure everybody has. I hey, if the feds are listening, come um, on. I've got some open dates. <laughs> Book a group of twelve guys for three days. We appreciate the money. Uh, so make sure you tip at the end, though. The, these like, the reason I asked about <clears throat> the snow fox bandit, whatever the hell he is. Um, I'd seen where he had advertised that he he put out ten thousand decoys and they had heated blinds and because I always thought you know if I was going to do a snow goose hunt yeah. that's for me 
You don't have to put out shit, pick shit up. You just come in, sit in somebody's blind, and shoot some birds. That would be pretty enjoyable. But, God, I don't know how you guys go home at night without a headache from listening to that fucking e-caller the whole time. You hear it in your sleep, that's for sure. We, oh. I mean, we'll, we've got two fox – we've got three fox pros, actually, and they run full – I mean, we're trying to pull migrators mainly. You know, yeah. we don't really – we're not on the feed like a lot of those running gun guys in Arkansas, so – we're pulling migrators, so we'll have that thing cranked as loud as it can get. Hopefully, they can hear it. Yeah, start turning our way. Migrating, migrating is the most fun thing to shoot when they do it at fifteen yards, and you watch them come from a thousand out of the heavens. It's unreal. Yeah. How how many people around you are doing the same thing you do, like distance wise? Um, on my side of the creek, so the town is about um, two miles east of where I hunt. So it's it's the town, and then it's the river to the dead west of the town you know and then it's timber agriculture of the creek which is another strip of timber and then on the other side of that timber i don't know there's i know that we five spreads out there and they're doing the same thing we are that's crazy and it's all local people from you that are doing this yep you know local cops and local farmers and what the whatnots so are now what do you do you're a young man you're 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 real young you're like 19 right yes sir do you work? So, Do you go to school? Yes, sir. I go to school, and I work at Shield Sporting Goods. Look at you. So you get a pretty good discount there? Yes, sir. <laughs> what are you going to school for? Uh, agribusiness. So your parents are, so, your, your family's in the farming business, basically. Uh, my parents aren't, but my uncles are. So that, I was I was in biology for a semester. I said, fuck that shit. It's way too hard. <laughs> so I, hopped into, I hopped into agriculture where the teachers don't really give a fuck as long as you show up and mm-hmm. do your homework and pass the test. So what are you going to do with this? What, what are you hoping, what's the end goal uh, with this degree? Probably irrigation sales or uh, crops, like seed sales. Yeah. A lot that, of money that's there. That's the goal, but do uh, you guys know where the colony at is in Houston? I believe it's in Houston. The colony's in Dallas, Fort yeah. Worth area. Dallas? Yes. Dallas. So Shields is building a 550,000 square foot store there. That's a big one. So, yeah, are it's going to be huge. Are you relocating, or are you, you happy where you're at? I'm happy where I'm at, but it's uh, I'll I'll probably get to go see it eventually one day. You won't want to go live there, I can promise you right now. Be elbows and assholes in glass and concrete. If you're yeah. a, if you're a country boy, I'm gonna tell you, I, I'm I'll give you some advice from someone that's 51. It ain't about making money because I'm not a rich man, but if you find you something you enjoy in life. Jump all over it. You may not make as much money as you will doing some other things, but I know a lot of rich, miserable bastards, and I've never understood how because if I was rich, I don't think I'd be miserable, but I know a lot of rich guys that are miserable and don't have anything in their life, but I know a lot of guys that don't have a lot of money but do what they like for a living. They're happy as hell, and I live in an area with a lot of them. There's a lot of cowboys around here that sit on a horseback all day. They don't have a lot of money, but they're some of the happiest people in the world. And I'm happy. I get to do what I like to do. But that, if you find you something you like to do, that that'll make you a happier life than making a whole lot of money. Will sometimes. Yeah, I I want to get out of this big town bullshit. I'm not a fan of it. How Give big is fucking lip cards? How big is Springfield? I think 117,000. So Wichita Falls are actually so, yeah. A lot a lot of people. Y'all got a lot not of liberals there though, right? Oh yeah, fuck! And I go to college. It's even worse. <laughs> you're smart for 19. <laughs> I'm gonna guess you're a Trump guy too, huh? 
Yes, sir. So do you get to, I mean, is there anybody in your class that you can talk to? I mean, you, you would assume an agribusiness there might be, but is there anybody yeah. that you can talk to about, uh, you know, killing snow geese or mallards or anything? Yeah, there's a couple kids in my, you know, my ag classes are more uh, pro, pro-Trump and yeah. not, retar- not retarded. So um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start up a conversation with them, but then I have to take like a liberal arts class. Yeah, just that's like tough. as a, a gen ed, and it's full of fucking libtards. It's retarded. What's crazy <laughs> is how those people are scared of guns, and they've never been exposed. Like especially girls, like oh, guns are terrible. You, they've never well, even I, around them. I uh, I have I have a sweatshirt from Vandemore's. I went down to Vandemore's one time uh, for the youth camp he did a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and it's uh, got it's got a picture of a Tony holding the shotgun on the front. I got bitched at by this chick and i just left the class i was like i'm not dealing with her bullshit <laughs> so what'd she say to you how can you wear that in the school you're you know you're you're supporting gun violence you're supporting people shooting up this course and no i'm not no i'm not jesus i was like this is a picture of a dude hunting get off my ass how was that so, how was that youth camp did you enjoy it yeah it's pretty unreal down there what Crazy all what all they have you doing uh, the first day we got the first night we got there, um, we ate dinner and all the adults sat around and drank beer and just shot the shit with everyone. Yeah. And then the se- second day, um, we got up and we had the game warden come in, like the local game warden, talk about like the rules and regulations and everything, which is cool. Uh, we shot some guns with ben- the Benelli rep was there, so I got to shoot all the Benelli guns. And uh, Michael Norris from Heavy Shot was there. And uh, got to meet them and shot clays and did goose calling stuff and dog training stuff. And then the second day, we toured the toured Vandemore's farm and we did a couple other things. We did like moist soil management and saw their decoy, like how they run their decoys and everything. It's it's a fucking operation. And if you're skinny, you'll leave fat. They <laughs> feed you like a fat pig. <laughs> you get to leave with a lot of cool shit too, don't you? Like you get shotgun shells and stuff like that, duck calls, goose calls. Uh, yeah, we got a couple boxes of um, heavy shot. Mm-hmm. I got a R I got a Mon, RNT Mondo with the Habitat Flats logo on it. Got some hoodies, a lot of Momar shit. That's, That's cool, awesome. really cool stuff. That so we need more kids in school. Do I mean we need more of that going on? We had a guy that used to hunt with us, and he used to be an ethics teacher in Minnesota, and he taught. And when he first was teaching, he was telling me he taught an outdoor class. And he would take his kids on a camp, and they would do an actual sleepover in the Boundary Waters on a canoe trip, take boys and girls both, and they'd go do that. And they would do shoots and hunts, and they would do, they would teach kids how to shoot twenty twos and shotguns in school. And it was just a normal con- deal. I went to school. I'm 51, and when I was in school, their kids had guns in their trucks all the time. It was no, I had a gun on me all the time. My truck or car had, always had a gun in it. I mean, it just was normal. But – it, nobody thought nothing of it because nobody did any school shootings and shit. But we need more kids exposed to hunting and outdoors, whether it's fishing or yeah. whatever it is. But I mean, we also live in a world now where there's people that think it's it's inhumane to to catch a fish because the hook hurts them. I mean, where the fuck are these idiots coming from? Who knows? But Mama's raising a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. So when do you start? Y'all's duck season opened Saturday two days and i'm waiting for it anxiously you got a spot ready to go yep i got i've got a couple spots i've got um there's a private club on that creek that i help with you know brushing blinds and planting millet the dude just says you know 
you come out and do this stuff and you'll get a hunt opening day every year. So, yeah. Um, and then I'll get to go out there a bunch more than that, but he's got other club members that got to hunt and stuff. And then, uh, we have a farm that's got like a little, uh, strip mine lake on it between the levee and the river. And it's, it holds a ton of wood ducks. So probably go shoot wood ducks on Saturday. So that's what you're doing is shooting wood ducks. Now, when did y'all's goose season open or is it already opened? Um, we had a, we had the early season from the first to the 15th. So, um, usually we have some grain fields out by then, so we can kill geese, but there wasn't a picked field around here then. So, but now it opens up with the, uh, concurrent duck season. And then there's like a two week gap from like the fifth through the 20th or something. Then it runs till January 31st. Do you shoot a lot of bands? Yes and no. I can go to places. If I if I really wanted to kill bands, I could go to some places over where they band them at, shoot them. But right. I'm not I'm not a I'm not really a band guy. I mean, they're cool when you get them. Yeah. But I'd, I'd rather kill one a year that I have no clue where it's coming from than kill seven a year and say, oh yeah, you know, banded right down Jim the road. Put that, yeah, yeah, Jim put that one on two months ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that that whole like, thing is kind of lost on me too. Like, okay, you're you're gonna fill up your lanyard, but they were fucking banded five miles away. Like, they, I'm like you, I'm on that end of the spectrum. <clears throat> That's because we like, don't have those top here. And I, well, I mean, you know, whenever we get a band, you know, it's from fucking Alaska or northern Canada or you know something crazy like that. So that's cool to me. Kind of got a little bit of a journey to it. Five miles is is I think it's I think it's. Uh, a millennial thing to do. How about that? When when yeah. when I first got in business, we shot so many bands because they banded our our flyway real heavy, and it would be like every time someone would have a hunt, would you, how many bands y'all get? And and it wasn't we didn't kill a band every day, but we had one year we killed probably, I think we killed somewhere between fifty and a hundred bands one year. Now we kill maybe five bands a year, maybe Andy. Maybe we kill about a band for about every thousand birds we kill. We shot more duck bands last year than we did goose bands. Yes, and and we just don't shoot. I mean, but for about every thousand geese, we kill a band, and we don't have them like we used to. But ours are all random. You could kill them from. And there's no telling where they'll be banded from. Most of them are from the Northwest Territories or Alaska. But like I, I know guys that we shot nine bands today. I see that shit all the time. One the other day, somebody had a bet. They killed seventeen bands in one hunt. They get fuck. To me, it'd be something there yeah. to shoot a bird that's not banded. Yeah, there's there's a hunt there's a hunting club my uncle's in just north of Havana where I'm at, and uh, it's only 15 miles as a as a goose flies really. And uh, last year they killed 24 24 other 25 birds were banded. Wow! And I'm I'm like, and there's some guys that have, you know some of the kids that he's taken that you know my you know cousins and whatnot and family friends that you know have. 10 to 15 bands and i've got you know four and they're like you know i was like yeah but i bet my one band has more miles traveled than your 20 i'll put together probably the one, oh yeah the one thing that i would like to do is logan shoots a lot of tarsal bands and i would love to go out there and shoot a tarsal band i don't give a fuck if it was banded in the same field that i was hunting in i, I want a tarsal band that's the only band I've seen not killed. I've seen a radio transmitter killed. I've seen a rivet band killed. Um, like I missed a net collar. Ooh. I didn't even miss it. My 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 gun jammed on me. Ooh, even worse. So, I'd rather fucking miss because yeah. at least you got a chance. Yeah, no, I uh, we uh, we were pulling a group of geese that flew down the creek. The guys on the creek flew over my dad and the pin across the road, and it was me and two buddies, and 
I was honking at this goose and the single peeled off there and I see that neck collar and I was like, son of a bitch, fuck you guys. <laughs> and I pulled up and this goose was at like 20 yards at this point uh-huh. and I pull up, my gun goes click and I threw that son of a bitch as far as I could. Uh, was it a Canada? So, yeah. Well, Canada c- goose with the white, white neck collar. White neck collar. I bet that did stick out. Like a sore son of a bitch. That's funny too. You're and, like, fuck you guys. This is, this one's mine. Yeah. I mean, uh, hey, it was my it was my field and my decoy. So <laughs> I don't know. Karma, karma might have been coming to get you for that. I don't know. Maybe that's why your gun went click. You should have just called the Nathan, shot real quick. Yeah, get him, guys! Boom. Yeah, no, like, who knows? But that gun was a piece of shit. <laughs> what it was failed, it? Failed me. a Remington Versa Max. Didn't like it. You got rid of it, I guess. Yeah, it it failed me on multiple turkeys and. Mm. A lot of Canada geese, so I was like, I went out and bought a Super Black Eagle three after Christmas. So, do you like it pretty good? Uh, yeah, I'm just now getting to shoot good with it. You know, after you get a new gun, it's hard to shoot after you've been shooting something your whole life. So, I uh, I I got that, and then I just bought a uh, 20 gauge M2 with some money I'd worked for. So. Now, there was a big controversy about the Super Black Eagle threes. They were shooting to one side or the other. Is that do I remember were, that correctly? Yeah, the, they were supposedly shooting high, but uh-huh. um, a lot of these guys that are buying eighteen hundred dollar guns don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. <laughs> so you just had to put a shim kit in it. All it was, you just take the buttstock off and put a shim in it, and it's good to go. Yeah, it's good to go. Huh? Yep, but it hasn't failed me once yet. So hey, I did, hope to now, keep that pattern up. Did you shim yours? Yeah, I did. I got it out of the box. I took. Uh, my modified choke shot a dove load through it, and it was shooting about two and a half feet where I was aiming, put a shim in it, and nailed right where I was aiming for. I said, "All right, that's good enough for me." Two and a half feet. Wow, that, that's a so, that's a big miss right there. That's not a dead duck for <laughs> sure. No, not at two and a half feet, or a dead turkey. I uh, yeah, I tell you what, there's nothing worse than having your gun go click when you've got a turkey on the end of your barrel. Yeah, it's happened to me a couple times. And well, it's happened to me too. And there's no like with a goose, you can you can eject and maybe get that second shot off with a turkey. Mm, not so much. Not so much. Yeah, depends how wary he is. If it's heavily wooded, forget about it. Yeah. See, now we don't have. I've, I've got a couple of those DSD turkey decoys, mm-hmm. and if you get a if you get a pissed off turkey in there, you can walk up on them. Sometimes they get so dumb. Now, do you do the the turkey reap in there? Not really. Um, turkeys, I wouldn't say they're su- super skittish around here, but they're fucking hard to kill sometimes. Yeah, I've I've tried it before. I've killed one Jake doing it, but other than that, I I don't care. And Andy, you should have let Jeff shoot that Jake. You see, I fuck, told you fuck, that's Jeff. right. There was a big Tom working. Bullshit! You should. I'm not going and sitting my fat ass in the ground around rattlesnakes. I want to shoot a damn turkey and get out of you there. You didn't say that. You didn't I, say that. You figured common sense would have told you that. This thing, I don't even know if it had a beard on it. Is how it had a fresh beard. It was three or four inches easy, and I didn't no, care. It was not three or four inches. I'm not all about the the, the prop ups. I well, just wanted to shoot a turkey and be done. It's your fucking property. You should have done it then. You should have just shot it. Said I'm sorry. <laughs> Get my to clean. Oh, I'd have chewed your ass out for <laughs> sure. But at least you'd have shot a turkey. See, he lost a turkey hunter that way too. See, I would have probably been a hooked turkey hunter. Now <laughs> I don't care. He would not. How close were you to this Jake that you reaped? Uh, like three yards, maybe. I missed it. Good my first Lord. two shots. 
And then I killed it on my third shot. Well, fuck yeah. Your base, your pattern's the size of a baseball. Yeah. I mean, we went out this field that this farm that I went to, it was 160 acres of field and there's no timber on it. It was the last day of the season. It was like 11 o'clock. Hadn't killed a turkey all year. And we're driving down the lane. I, we go up over the top of the hill, and there's like eight jakes out there. So I take my DSD turkey jake decoy, I stick it down as low as I can to the dirt, and I fill around its belly with sand, and I take my black T-shirt off, and I start waving at him like I'm flying a damn goose. And then, <laughs> then Jake's hauled ass all the way in. Wow, I've never so, I've never heard of that. Flagging them like a goose. I mean, they were like, it was probably like, they were probably 400 yards away. I just wanted to get their attention, really. Right, right. I mean, they, could, they couldn't hear me. They were too far away to hear me. And once I, once I think they heard me, it was get out of the way kind of thing. It works. Jakes are stupid. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Get them looking in your direction. Probably looked like a couple turkeys fighting to them. Might have. What time? So, what time? This was the last day of season? Yeah, it was like uh, May 17th or 18th. See, Jakes are brave by then, too. Because they'll go, yeah, out, go out and kind of wreck a little bit of havoc as, as young studs. Yeah, they, they've got a few uh, Tom ass whoopings under their belt. They know what's going on. Yeah, they know the deal. So uh, you got you got go- you got duck this weekend. You got a good spot for yes, it. Sir. What uh, what else you got planned? We're gonna shoot a deer sometime soon. What else we got? I've already killed two deer, so I'm I'm now I'm only gonna shoot one unless it's going on the wall. So. You I'm got, done for deer. I like get I like getting my deer out of the way before waterfowl season gets here that way. If I don't kill another one, I don't have to fucking worry about it. See, that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. You know, if I can shoot a deer sometime before waterfowl season, spend the time that it takes to... But I, it never happens. I got two fucking kids. I'm too busy. Uh, maybe next year. Until your kids want to go, and then, you know, then you'll then you'll be forced to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Reese on a deer this year. <laughs> I'm going to make sure he shoots a deer. He's old enough now. We'll get the old 410 out and put a slug in it. Oh, yeah. Good shit. We'll get you a crossbow. Them things are thick. We've got one of those. Last deer I shot was with a crossbow. The first year that Texas uh, had a crossbow season here. Probably 2008 or 9. 140-inch deer. It's a nice deer. That was the last time I shot a deer. That's crazy. I just... Yeah, we... It's not something that I really care to do. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a bow tech, so I work on bows all day. And the stupidity you fucking see out of people sometimes. What's the dumbest you know? thing you've seen? Um, Jesus, I don't know. People blowing up their bows is pretty common, but that's about as dumb as it gets. Now, how do they do that for people that don't know? That would be me. Just dry firing it, shoot, right. shooting it without an arrow. Yeah. Or um, I had a guy come in the other day that had his crossbow leaning up against a tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he sh- when he shot the two limbs, couldn't you know, sp- you know, expand and the, the right side of his limbs cracked and the left side didn't. So that whole bow was under pressure on that left side, and it was a pretty scary deal trying to take those fucking strings off of it. I bet. Um, we so. had a friend that was declimbing a, a tree stand, and his arm got stuck in it, and it went off. Yep, they're they're scared. Those crossbows are wicked, man. It was uh. The the Steve's buddy, which one is Steve's buddy? That Steve pa- that passed away, the sports writer. Oh, Bob Hood. Yeah, I yeah. do remember that. That's right. Yeah, somehow his no. his arm got tangled up in it, and it went off. And I mean, it damn near took his arm off. 
This is a bad deal. So now, what are you guys hunting for water down there mainly? Is it like, I saw flooded buck brush is what it looked like on Jeff's Facebook thing or something. I have no idea what buck brush is. Uh, flooded, it's cedar trees is what we built the blind on uh, yesterday. Okay, flooded cedar trees. Yeah, um, so there's that, and then we've got another one that's just surrounded by a bunch of trees, and uh, it's just a water hole back there. So that's actually what we've got... Uh, We've got a group of duck hunters this weekend. Saturday, we're going to go. It's called the Hern Lake, and it's it's kind of how, – how many acres is that? Uh, it's probably 80 acres. 80 acres of water, and then it's just kind of got some trees around it. Lots of ducks on it. Uh, we'll set the A-frames up on it probably tomorrow. Um, I wanted to make sure what the wind was going to be doing for Saturday, so um, we'll set the A-frames up on it. And then yesterday, Ed, myself, and our new guy, Bo – went to this uh flooded cedar place and built uh built a blind on it we still got a little bit of work to do but we kind of cleared a, a bigger hole out for them uh, a lot of ducks back there problem is is there it's it's a lot of pockets they'll just where there's open water they'll just sit there and there might be i mean it might be as big as i mean it you know as big as this table right here which is about six by six but that mother that fucking hole be packed with ducks and then the trees will be there and then be on another hole. That's crazy. Yeah, we mainly ours is like, I'm, I'm assuming you guys don't have National Wildlife Refuge down by you. No. Like no. full of, yeah, so most of our, where our ducks sit, you know, it's all private land, you know. It's uh, flooded uh, millet and corn and, you know, smart weed natural food. And then, I mean, if, if the ducks don't have pressure on that refuge, they'll sit there all day long. You can sit there and watch them, but they're not going to go anywhere. And we, you know, there's enough food there most years that they don't even have to go into a field to hunt. I mean, I don't, last year I had a good field duck shoot, was 2014, yeah, 2014. And and that was city ducks coming out to field. You know, that wasn't even, those weren't even like, you know, river ducks, you know, true migratory northern ducks. So. See, we haven't been seeing the, the ducks in the field like we did last year at this time. Last year at this time, we had a, a really good duck feed. Um, we're not seeing that right now. I don't know, you know, with this cold weather, it might change it, but right now the ducks are, are just staying on the water, kind of like you said. Especially at the at these, both of these places kind of have a lot of just natural, you know, just shit that grows year-round. So they're really, they're just kind of eating what's in the pond right now. Yeah, lots of bugs, neat. lots of snails. I saw a lot of snails yesterday in this place that we were at. So. Oh, that'd be, there'd be ducks all over that all year then. People overlook the invertebrate side of things, really. Yep. I mean, you know, they, they most people just want corn or millet. And it's right. like, you know, you can get a mowed grass field and put water in there. And if there's invertebrates in there, then ducks are going to be in there. Yeah. There's a lot of ducks Especially in there. Especially when it's warm. We got a lot of gadwalls here. So if you're not seeing gadwalls, they're probably because they're down here. Yeah. It's usually, you know, we'll kill gadwalls and wood ducks and pintails this opening weekend for the most part, you know. But I've seen more spoonbills and I've seen... A couple in the last couple of years here right now now will you shoot a spoon bill or are you uh one of those snobs if i'm not in public land anything's getting shot <laughs> you know unless unless i know it's going to be a special day there's there's too many fuckwads out here to be messing with that yeah trying to kill just straight drakes unless you know you're in a you know a decent private hole or you know it's going to be one of those stupid kind of hunts i shoot whatever comes in now how often do you hunt public majority of the time majority of the time how close is somebody set up right how close has somebody gotten to you 
Um, I took a couple kids out for the youth week, and I had some guys inside of 100 yards of us. Did that just screw and, everything up? Um, yeah, and they decided, you know, we'd get work in mallards, which yeah. is odd for this time of year. We usually don't see as many mallards as we saw in the youth hunt. And we'd have work in mallards, and, you know, they would they'd call the ducks off of us or try and call them off, and then if we got a swing, they would shoot it, and it's like 80 yards. Finally, when we got back to the boat ramp, I asked him, I said, do you know the effective range of a shotgun? Because, <laughs> I mean, they probably, they, probably, they probably burned a case of shells. Mm. So, Did they cripple any, like, or did they, I mean, did they even get any, or did they cripple all of them? They, they, they killed some keels that were buzzing the water, but right. it's like, you know, you know, my brother, on Saturday we killed our keel and wood ducks and a couple mallards and a spoonbill. And I told my brother on Sunday, with as many working mallards as I saw, I said, we may want to wait a little bit and try and shoot some mallards. He was fine with that. So he wasn't shooting teal. And every time I'd try and get working mallards, some guys would sky bust them. So uh. it was a waste of time. And then finally, another guy on the north side of this public land area came and picked us up. We ended up shoot. My brother ended up shooting his Drake mallards. So it was fun. That's all it counts. A lot of fun. I mean, yeah, it's, we, it's tough because you're, you're battling the ducks and other people when you're out there. Yeah, it's just it was a waste of time really trying to call ducks on Saturday because they would blow their calls as loud as they, they could, and I mean those ducks wanted to be in there. And that's why there's nine people on a hundred hectares. Yeah. So let, let it me was ask, a waste of time, really. Let me ask you this before we get off the phone with you: Are you a bufflehead shooter also? No, I don't. I mean, I've I've shot one in my lifetime, and it was just because I had the opportunity to. Really, I I mean, I've maybe shot up. 50 divers in my lifetime it amazes me the guys up north that shoot them and they love to shoot them because we don't think nothing of them here like you see them sitting on a usually they're on like um city water uh areas where they've got their water for the the town or their recycle center and we have them but nobody ever shoots them down here yeah and i hear the guys up north i see pictures with them all the time they love them they talk about how good they eat too Mm -hmm. i just don't know there ain't enough of them to eat Should have taken yeah, a boatload to fill you up. But if I had the chance to shoot fucking widgeon all week, I'd be down there shooting widgeon. <laughs> we shoot a lot of widgeons. That's a fun duck to shoot. They're 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 a, they're a good duck. I thank God for widgeons. Yeah, widgeons and I've fat killed, chicks. I've, I've seen one widgeon my entire lifetime, and I killed it. That's all you've ever seen is just one. I'm the the only one that's ever come into the decoys that I've seen killed. I'll bet we kill more than one this weekend, and I don't even know that we always. I mean. I heard widgeon yesterday. We yeah, y'all will kill widgeon then. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful duck and it's a good decoying duck. God, am I they decoy good? Jesus. So how many how many lessers do you get in in a normal flock? Uh, it varies. I mean, you know, we get where it's a dozen, but I mean, then we get where it's a thousand. It's insane. Sometimes it's three singles. Yeah. <laughs> Parasingles. <laughs> Three singles. Parasingles. Parasingles. Yeah, that's what parasingles is what they'll say. <laughs> yeah, fucking guys. You'll be sitting there. Parasingles out front. I mean, a double? Two? <laughs> there's a, parasingles. There's a, there's a pair of birds coming, right? <laughs> yeah. They're not married. Now, They're single. Do you guys have a sandhill crane season down there? Yes. yes it opens three weeks. We, we open duck season Saturday, then we open goose season the next Saturday, and then we open crane season, Two I think, Saturdays. the third Saturday in November. 21st or something like something that? Something like that. I'd have to look it up. I'm starting to see more sandhills here every year. Do y'all have a season there? No, we nope. cannot shoot sandhill cranes. Um, I know, like once you get up north, like right along the Wisconsin northern Illinois border. One of my uncles lives up there. I see sandhills up there all the time. But this past weekend, I saw seven of them out in my cornfield, like 
20 yards from my pit. So I think there will be a season here in the next 10 years probably. Right. They're you know, it's one of those things. They're a pain in the ass. I hate sandhill crane hunting. Hate it. I would rather fucking, I don't know, just the worst case scenario, I'd rather go do it than do a crane hunt because they're <laughs> they're so unpredictable. I mean, you'll have them, you'll think, they don't really respond well to the call. Like, they're either going to fucking do it or they're not going to do it. You can't really flag them. I just, the sandhill crane hunting is something that I do not enjoy doing. It, it, I know. I love Jason Specklebellies here. Yeah. Then are some, some cocksucking bastards. I hate them. <laughs> That's kind of how like, we I feel mean, too. I mean, you know, and we, we just started, I just started figuring out, I can blow a spec call pretty damn well. Uh-huh. But I mean, they will look like they're going to decoy until they get about 70 yards out and then they'll bail out. I mean, I'm using three dozen FFD spec decoys. I mean, the only other better thing would be Dave Smith at this point. And then they give you that they give you that zipper sound and it's all over. I mean, we'll kill them if we get snow and we have some specs around. It gets stupid, but unless we have snow and specs, it's hard to kill them. Occasionally, you'll get a random single that'll come in with some honkers or something that gets mixed up. But I mean, our, our spec population here has just absolutely exploded in the last five years. We we I think they're doing well. We have two different types of. Uh, of specs we yep. get the ones that do it really good no problem at all that you just can't beat them out of the decoys and then all of a sudden we go through a deal where them fuckers are smarter than hell and then all of a sudden they either get real dumb again or we get a bunch of new birds from alaska or siberia and all of a sudden they work good again yeah my buddy my buddy killed a net collared speckle belly from uh alaska here in illinois a couple of years back that's awesome i wasn't hunt- i wasn't hunting with them but first thing he does is facetimes me it's like i killed net collar speck and i was like you you lying bastard! Send me a, you know, send it to me, and then he faced on me, filled it up, and I was like, I was amazed. But what what, what color was, was what color was the neck collar? Orange, red, red, kind of a maroonish was red. red. Was it? F- yeah, kind, yeah, kind of. I'd be curious to see if it was from that Merritt, Alaska, or McGrath, one of the, whatever it is. It's either Tom Merritt I, Wildlife Refuge or send me the, send, send me where it was killed from. I'm curious to see if it's the same place that ours are coming from up there. Will do, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen some weird stuff happen, and then my dad ended up, we, uh, I ended up, we hunted, I took off school on a Friday, and it was like one of those days where it was like, oh, the, the geese aren't going to fly, but we, I still had the day off and whatnot. I went to our pit, and first group that comes out, I kill my two out of it, so I'm done then. And so my dad's just kind of sitting back watching the show, and next bird comes in is a single band leg band kills it and then the next bird that comes in has a rivet band and he kills it that's out so that's badass rivet bands are cool too but i my my go-to is the tarsal that's the one i want i think i'll see one eventually in my lifetime i mean i'm still young i've got 40 years hopefully if i don't do something dumb and kill myself between now and then you're 19 so. years old and you're giving yourself 40 years by the time you get to be at 95 that'll be the normal age yeah who knows? Hopefully, I I hope that's the case. But it's crazy what they're doing in medical the medical field nowadays. Well, I hope you got more than forty years. Well, I know we've taken a lot of your time up. We appreciate you being on here. It's been very interesting. No problem. Uh, hope you have a great season. Hope you kill everything that you want to kill. Good Be luck safe. this weekend. Uh, find Thank you. you. Find with them liberals. Invite them to go hunting and turn them into <laughs> hunter. It, it can happen. Well, if you boys ever want to come up and shoot snow geese out of the heated pit, feel free. I appreciate it. We we. We've covered all that in our other podcast, but I actually wouldn't mind doing that 
if my fat ass didn't have to put out and pick up Bert decoys. <laughs> we don't. Well, we, I may go. take you up on that then. We appreciate it very much. You have a great year. Have a great Thanksgiving and have a good Halloween. You too, guys. Hey, See thank you, you, sir. Good luck. Um, bye. Cameron Boggs. 19 years old, that boy's going to kill a lot of stuff in his life. Yeah. Got a passion for hunting. Got a lot of common sense when it comes to politics, too. <laughs> and you know what sucks? He lives in a state that is controlled by the liberals. <clears throat> I mean, couple couple uh, couple towns control that state. Yep. Didn't be the, well. That's common everywhere. Yeah. You know, um, California too. Yep. Same 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 shit. Thank God we got the electoral college. Look what happened in fucking Canada. Yeah, but I was talking to Ron, and he said it's not as bad as it could be. Because I guess the I don't know the Parliament is not controlled by his uh, party. I, I fuck I don't know nothing about Canadian politics except they the the white Obama got reelected is all I know. Mm. Guys, the, 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 typical hypocritical shit though. He did that blackface shit and that didn't bite him in the ass. But if it had been conservative, it did that. It would have. Yeah. I, mean, I don't give to. I, I feel sorry for the good people there. They're like they're just like us though. All the all, everybody's moving to the big cities, and it's just the way it is. Tough times. Uh, do not forget about the Boss Shot Show get uh, Shot Show giveaway. We're gonna draw November 9th, I believe. Isn't that what we said? November 9th? Yeah. So you got two ish weeks. So do not forget to get entered to that. Leave a review on iTunes, and then uh, as each new episode drops, you share that, comment done, and uh, you get entries. And so, I also have something else, too. Uh-huh. November 9th and 10th, I'm doing a law enforcement appreciation weekend hunt. Oh, look at you. $400 for two days, uh, two nights lodging, two morning goose hunts, breakfast. We got a lot of geese. Geese are showing up here. I have I did not book heavy on that weekend because I didn't know what the weather was going to be like. Now I, I see it, and all the geese are here. I'm tired of running geese off peanut fields already. So November 9th and 10th, it's four hundred dollars. It's two morning goose hunts, lodging, and breakfast. Uh, let me know. I can, I can run singles, doubles. I'm just going to add people together and come up with a group or so, big group. Got another big cold front coming next week. Highs yep. in the 40s. Yep, going to be a lot of geese here for the for our opener. Anyways, don't forget about the giveaways. We appreciate everyone listening. God bless y'all. Be safe out there.